There is a wonderful scripture in the book of St. Matthews. It's the 22nd chapter, verses 37 to verse 40. And there were some Pharisees and scribes, and they had silenced, Jesus had silenced their teaching. But one of the Pharisees spoke up and said, Master, teacher, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied, love your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second one is likened unto the first. And Jesus replied, love your neighbors as yourself. These two great commandments hangs on the prophets and the law. And I believe this morning, somebody loves the Lord with all of their hearts, with all of their minds, with all of their souls. Somebody loves the Lord on this morning. But this is the day that the Lord has made. I will, I will rejoice. Come on, somebody. I will rejoice and be glad in it. If you don't want to praise God by yourself, the Bible say, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Come on, can you magnify the Lord with me? And let us, let us exalt his name. Let's give God one more good praise. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Today, giving honor to the spirit of Christ, which is the head of my life, I can stand before the congregation of, of men and women to say Christ is my very life. It is in him I move, I live, and I have my very being on today. Giving honor to our senior pastor, Darrell Jackson. To the, yes. To the Bible Way Church family here in person. To our virtual audience, we say praise the Lord. Honoring this wonderful day on today. Today is Mother's Day 2022. The most celebrated, the most celebrated day in the whole wide world. So we say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that's here in person and to all the mothers that's in virtual world. We are so glad, we are so elated on today as we celebrate Mother's Day. Again, I would like to join in with Elder Lovey to say to our mothers here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, you look so beautiful, you look so beautiful. Women that are wisdom, women that set an example for us here. And so we say, happy Mother's Day to you. Let's give them another round of applause. Our mothers, our mothers. And we praise God. I don't often say it, and I said it this morning at the 8 o'clock service. Don't have an opportunity to just thank my mother. My mother is not here with me physically. Uh, my mother, oh, look at DJ for the picture of Miss Rooks. <laughs> oh, that's my mother, you all. That's my mother. That's why he was asking me for that picture earlier. This is the woman. Keep it up there for me, DJ. This is the woman I can say and I can testify on today. This is the woman that her voice still rings in my ear. And she said, Luki, I'm teaching you how to become a woman. She said, Luki, I'm teaching you how to become a wife. When she used to make me say, I'm showing you how to make up the beds. I'm showing you how to wash the clothes. 
I'm showing you how to clean the house. Yes, I'm sure. She even showed me how to take care of children. This is my mother. She didn't have a Bible. She did not. I never saw my mama read the Bible. My mother sent us to, as children, she sent us to Sunday school every Sunday. We didn't go to the big church, but we had to go to Sunday school. And I remember my mother saying to me very often, when they look at your house, they're not going to say, Daryl don't keep his house clean. <laughs> when they look at your children, they're not going to say, Daryl doesn't keep his house clean because she was telling me then that I would be chastened. I would be chastened as a wife and as a mother. I would be chastened of my household. So Miss Virginia Rooks Chapel, I applaud you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so on today, we have a special word from the Lord to give to you. But before the word of God comes forth, let us pray. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, God, we do thank you. We bless you and we praise your holy name for allowing us to see another day that we have never seen before. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love and your kindness you have shown toward us this very day. Because Lamentation said it was of the Lord's mercy that we were not consumed because his compassion fell at not. And they're renewed every day. And great is your faithfulness, Lord. And Lord, we thank you that we can come out and hear of your word and put you first in our life. Now we're praying. We're praying and we thank you, Lord, for those children and adults that still have their mothers. But our hearts goes out to those children and adults that don't have their mother with them. We ask you in this prayer that you touch their hearts, touch their hearts that are sorrow, turn their hearts to joy, touch the hearts that don't have their mothers, turn their worry into worship. And those hearts that don't have their mothers today, turn their pains into praise. God, we thank you that they're going to turn to you and God, you're going to fill every void. Hallelujah. So God, as your woman servant come before you, give me clarity of thought, give me clarity of speech. And I believe and I stand on your promise that the word of God will not go out void, but it'll go out and accomplish what it was sent to do. It will go out that salvation will occur, healing will occur, blessings, miracles, signs and wonders will come, to your, come through your word as your people be hearers and not just be not only hearers of your words, but be doers of your words. So they won't even deceive them on self. So we bless you. We praise you. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, you are a strength and you are our redeemer. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's a word from the Lord this morning. And if you turn with me. To the book of Ruth, to the book of Ruth, to the book of Ruth. And we'll be reading Ruth, the fourth chapter, verses 13 to verse 17, the New Living Translation. And it reads, so Boaz took Ruth into his home and she became his wife. And 
when she slept with her, the Lord enabled, and when he slept with her, the Lord enabled her to become pregnant and gave birth to a son. Then the women of the town said to Naomi, praise the Lord, who has now provided a redeemer for your family. May this child be famous in Israel. May he restore your youth and care for you in your old age. For he is the son of your daughter-in-law who loves you and has been better to you than seven sons. Naomi took the baby and cuddled him to her breast and she cared for him as if he were her own. Verse 17, the neighbor women said, now at last Naomi has a son again and his name him Obadiah. And he became the father of Jesse and the grandfather of David. There's one more verse I want to share with you that's coming from Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 15. And this is the King James Version. And it reads, for we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, but yet without sin. The title of the message today is A Mother's Touch. A Mother's Touch. Can you say that with me? A Mother's Touch. A Mother's Touch. <laughs> the word touch is defined as to put the hand and finger into contact with someone or something to feel. A Mother's Touch. The concept of a physical touch in our society has been somewhat diluted because, especially because of experiencing COVID-19. You know how we are. We're not those touch and touch feeling people because of COVID-19, but I see a lot of y'all are not even sitting three inches apart. I think that's touching. <laughs> a touch could just be what we need or what somebody needs. Though we have a voice, listen to this, though we have a voice, we also need to touch one another, especially the need of a special touch, a mother's touch. There's a wonderful song by Jubari Johnson. It's entitled One Touch. I listen to that song quite often. It's called One Touch. He talks about how the woman with the issue of blood was touched by Jesus, just touching the hem of his garment. And the Bible said when, he, when she touched the hem of his garment, immediately, immediately, she was healed. But not only was she healed, but she was made whole. So why don't you, if you come by YouTube, if you listen to songs or music, listen to that song. I know it certainly would bless your spirit. In the Bible, in the Bible, there's about 56 verses in the Bible that contains the word touch. Just want to go over a couple of them with you. In Exodus, the 29th chapter, verse 37, and it reads, For seven days make an atonement for the altar and consecrate it. Then the altar would be most holy, and whatever touches, or whoever touches, it will be holy. God was telling the children of Israel for seven days, seven days. And we know what the number seven represents biblically to us. It's because it's called really the day of completion, perfection, and at rest. 
And God told the children of Israel, make that atonement. It was telling them to bring your sins, to be reconciled back to me. And when you do that at the altar, and you do it for seven times, and when you touch that altar, you will be holy. There's another scripture I want to share with you that contains the word touch. In Jeremiah, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 9, and it says, The Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth, and he said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. And we know Jeremiah was a great prophet, and he wrote that fantastic book. Jeremiah was called a reaping prophet, but he gave us, even in lamentation, what we said in our prayers this morning. In Psalms, 105 verse 15, it says, do not touch my anointed one. Mm. I told people this morning in the eight o'clock service, don't talk about me. I'm anointed. I may have been appointed by man, but God anointed me. And you may take my appointment, but you can't take my anointing. Mm -mm. Do not touch my anointed one and do prophets no harm. Touch, touch, touch. A mother's touch. I want to go back to our text, and it's taken out of the book of Ruth. And we all know that this year we have been, and our, our theme in for 22 for our church theme is faith, family, and community. And for the first quarter, Pastor Jackson was teaching and preaching on faith, and we're in the second quarter, we're teaching on family, family. And he's teaching us about family matters. Uh, Pastor Lawson did a wonderful job on Tuesday when he says conflict in the family. But just like even with, with uh, Esau and Jacob, even with family members do bring us conflict, and, and, and Jacob could turn around to Esau and say, but what you meant for evil, God can turn it around for my good. Yes, yes. So we want to bring you this story with Naomi Ruth. A lot of times we don't hear, when we're talking about family matters, we don't hear a lot about uh, the mother and the daughter-in-law. But this is a wonderful example about family matters and about a mother and a daughter-in-law. Because, you know, in our society, they always say, no, she's not my, she's she my mother-in-law, but she, we, she really my outlaw. How are you going to talk about that? Your mother-in-law is your outlaw. Come on. You know what? We cannot choose who we were born to. We can't choose that. We didn't choose that, who we were born. We didn't choose our mother and our fathers. But let me say this to you. I know the Bible says, he that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and find favor in the sight of the Lord. But let me tell you, you could have said no. <laughs> women, when he asked, you could have said no. Because I tell women all the time, check him out, check him out, check him out. Ask him who his mama is. Ask him what his daddy's name. Ask him where he lives. Yes, check him out before you say yes. See how many baby mama dramas they got. Check him out, check him out. And I tell women all the time when I count, and check his credit. Check his credit. Because I got to know what you got to bring to the table. <laughs> so this is a wonderful story. This is a wonderful story about Naomi and Ruth. A good example for mothers and mother-in-laws. Listen to this. Listen to this. In the text, it says, Elimelech, Naomi, and their two sons, Malo, Malon and Kilion, traveled from Bethel to the land of Moab. 
Uh, from Bethel to the land of Moab, there was a famine. There was a famine. You got to remember too, let me say this, in the book of Ruth, uh, that's nestled in the canonicity of the Bible, before the book of Ruth, you'll find the book of Judges. You'll find the book of Judges. And Judges during that time, there was a lot of famine. There was a lot of famine in the book of Judges. And then they nestled Ruth in, and after Ruth, you find 1 Samuel coming after Ruth, and that's when the kings came on the scene. That's when the kings came on the scene. That's 1 Samuel. When we get our first kings, uh, uh, when we get the first king that was Samuel, the second king that was David, and the third king that was Solomon, and then the famine had lifted at that time. It sounds like the, our pandemic that we've just been out out of. But that's where this story takes place and with this daughter and this mother-in-law. And listen to this, Naomi and Ruth had a special touch and a model example of a good relationship. Naomi and Ruth is the example of blending lives. Their culture, family, background, and ages were very different. As a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law, there were many opportunities for tension and tenderness in their relationship. But the touch of them bonded themselves together and they shared dedication and bond themselves one to the other. They shared deep sorrow, great afflictions for one another, and an overriding commitment to the God of Israel. God, listen to this one, God was the center of their intimate communication. Ruth came to know the God of Israel through Naomi, and yet as much as they depended on each other, they gave each other freedom in their commitment to one another. Oh, my grandchildren just in training, you all. That's my grandchildren, but they just in training. <laughs> Naomi was willing to let Ruth return back to her family and was willing to leave her homeland. Ruth was willing to leave her homeland and to go to Israel. Remember that famous verse we are familiar with in Ruth 1 and 16? And Ruth replied to Naomi, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. What a relationship of love and loyalty between a mother and a daughter-in-law. Let's give God a praise, yes. A modeled relationship, model relationship. Listen to this. In our society, according to the census of 2019, or the statistics of 2019, children at the age of zero to five, numbers, uh, the numbers are about 23.6 million. At the ages of six to 11, 24.4 million. And the ages of 12 to 19, there's 25 million children here in the United States, totaling 75 plus million children and teenagers. And that's why we need a mother's touch. That's why we need a mother's touch. A lot of children in the United States, a lot of children and teenagers in the United States needs a mother's touch. And we have to know mothers in Proverbs 22 and verse six, it says, train up a child 
in the way he or she shall go. And it also says with the promise of that, and when he or she will get old, he or she will not depart from it. Training, a lot of our children need proper training. It's so much that's happening with our children and our teenagers now. They need a mother's touch. They need a special touch from their mothers. It's right here in Colombia. Y'all, I just read right here in Colombia, 26% of our children and teenagers are involved in gun violence. Need a mother's touch. Hmm. You just heard on the news, the report on the news just last week, where a man actually stabbed his mother and stabbed his daughter. We need a mother's touch. My question was, where is the mother? Where is the mother? Where is the mother? We need a mother's touch. It's too many children out here that needs that special touch. Hallelujah. So three areas I want to leave with the mothers this morning to commemorate Mother's Day. There are three areas I want to talk about. And I told the 8 o'clock service, I'm not cursing, and I don't want you to get offended. And I have said this before over the years, over the years. There are three areas, basic areas that mothers really need to look at, especially those that are mothers of, of children and teenage. And those three areas are cooking, cleaning, and caring. Three areas now. I think we don't got back from the basics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cooking. Mothers. You got to cook for your children and teenagers. So let me say this too. They are teenagers. They don't come adults till they're 20. Don't care what society say. You're not an adult until you're 20. You're 19, you're a teenager. You're 18, you're a teenager. You're not an adult. You're not an adult. Cooking, cooking provides the food that a child, a teenager needs to grow and thrive. It is How do you send your children to school and you don't send them to school and you don't cook them some breakfast, you send them to school hungry? How do you expect them to function properly? How do you expect them to, to, to take tests and, and to read and to write and you send them to school hungry? Come on, mothers. Come on, mothers. Especially to children. Especially to children. We can't send our children to school hungry. Cook them some oatmeal. Give them some orange juice. Amen. If you have to get up 15 minutes earlier, that's all right. They did not ask to come here. They did not ask to come here. Hallelujah. Cook for those children. If you don't, there could be deficiencies in their bodies for diseases. Cook for these children. Don't send your children to school on a candy bar. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. Cooking is essential for our children to thrive, to perform, to do those things that we need for them to do to be, uh, to succeed with their education and their ac your academics. Cleaning. I'm not cursing. I'm just saying cleaning. Cleaning, cleaning, it's cleaning. 
cleaning, making sure their bodies, clothes, and surrounding is clean. How you send your children out with dirty shoestrings? No, no. It's nothing, I like nothing better when I see children in church, especially little babies and little children, and they smell so good. And especially them babies that got on Johnson baby powder. Not like it. You just want to just kiss them and just hug them. Clean, 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 and make sure that their bodies, their clothes, and their surrounding is clean. Mama used to tell me all the time, Luca, don't have a dirty house. No, I'm not saying you have to be meticulous, but you got the vacuum. Uh huh. You got the you got to sweep. You got to wash the dishes. You got to wash the clothes. Yes, it is important. It's imperative for your children to have a clean surroundings. Yes, yes. Being clean is a sign of natural and spiritual uh, purity. I'm sorry, purity. The word cleanliness is an idiom that represents godliness. Yes. Yes. And let me say this. I'm not cursing. I'm not cursing. But young people, young wives, young mothers, clean your house. Clean your house. Yes, 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 yes. You know, you know how we like to come out with our hair and our fingernails and you know, we dress. But if you go to their house, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Then there's another C. And we have this mother touch caring. Touch your child with prayer. Teach them the word of God. Let them have proper education and involve them in extracurricular activities. Mother's touch. Just don't buy them the latest phones. Just don't have them on designer tennis shoes and designer uh, clothes. You don't have to take them every time they do something spectacular. You got to take them to Cancun and take them to all these other places all the time. Let them know. Let them know. I care more about you with prayer. Oh, yeah. Let them see you pray, mother's touch. Let them see you pray. And most of all, let you teach them how to pray because they're not going to always be around you. Teach them how to pray for themselves. Teach them the word of God. I took my children to Sunday school. Yes, I did. I took my children to Sunday school. I believe that's why my two boys, my two dogs, men are in church today because I took them to Sunday school. I taught them the word of God. I spoke the word of God over their lives. Yes, yes. And I corrected them with the word of God. Yes. The Bible says, put the word of God on your forehead. Tie it around your neck. Put it at your doorpost because I heard the Bible say everything should go down but the word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not one joint, not one tiller of the word of God shall pass away. 
Teach your children. Just don't put them, I said extracurricular activity, but they need to have extracurricular activity in church. I never saw so many people that don't like to bring their children to church. They just tell my children, oh no, you can't stay in my household and sleep. You got to go to church with me because the Bible says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. Mm-mm. No, we're going to serve the Lord. It's the mother's touch. Listen to this. In Matthew 18, chapter, verse 10, it said, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven the angels always see the face of my Father who's in heaven. There's a wonderful writer. His name is Real Ross Wise. And he says, The hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. The hand that rocks the crater is the hand that rules the world. I tell mothers all the time. They say, well, I'm tired. You don't know what I got to go through. I don't, I don't know if I can just do this. And they say, you know, it's just, it just wearing me out. You weren't too tired when you laid down there to conceive. Don't get tired now. Don't get tired now. Don't get tired now. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Let's go on. As we finish and we wrap this message up today. The mother's touch, the mother's touch. Let's give God a praise. It's just the word of God. Hallelujah. As God gave me this, and he said, but the touch that all of us need, the touch that all of us need is Christ's touch. Amen. Hmm, and I want to leave you with three special touch takeaways. Going back to our scripture in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 15. For we have not a high priest mm, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, but yet without sin. Mm, we got a high priest. Mothers, when you get tired, Mothers, when the children are acting and going every which way but loose. Mothers, when you cannot see through the break of day. Mothers, when that child or those children are out there doing what's contrary to what you have trained them to do, you got a high priest. You got a high priest you can go to because the Bible said you did not choose me, but I chose you from the foundation of the world. I got a high priest. I got a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of my infirmities. I remember one time before we go on with the three takeaways that my son, my youngest son, and y'all heard Pastor Jackson talk and tell his testimony a lot. But I remember one time that he had got in real deep trouble. And I, and I had to tell Pastor Jackson, I said, well, let me say this. He's doing this in my house. And if you don't get him out of my house, I'm going to call the popo. Oh, yeah. No, uh-uh. No matter where he going to live, I say, he can live in his car if he like, you know, but he can't do this in our house. He's got to conform to our house. He's got to conform to our house. And so what it is, I had to go to the high priest. I had to go to the high priest because I was having heart palpitations. My heart felt like I was having a heart attack. And the Lord told me, he said, let me say this to you, that do not allow Nobody to take you out of this world. They say, if anybody take you out of this world, it'll be me. But don't allow it to be him. Don't allow it to be him. And then the Lord said, cast all your cares on me. 
for I cared for you. And I had to cast that and cast that and cast that on my high priest and keep casting it on my high priest. And after a while, God started turning it around. He started turning it around because it was a promise now. Remember Proverbs 22 and 6? It was a promise. It was a promise. Look at this. The first takeaway is Christ's touch is the ultimate touch. As high priest, he provides the ultimate sacrifice. God gave his dear son, Jesus, his life for ours. In John 3, 16 through 17, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, whoever, I was a whoever, you are a whoever, that child, those children, or whoever, believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn this world, but to be, but, but to be saved through him. This world to be saved through him. It's a promise, it's a promise. The second takeaway is Christ's touch can change everything. How many people believe that? If you allow Christ to touch you, it will change everything. Any crisis, any circumstance, any situation. Remember, he was tempted as we are, yet without sin. And now what we have, what we have now, since Christ has come into this world, not to condemn this world so this world can be saved through him, what we have and what he left for us is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says, yield not to temptation because temptation is sin. We can be tempted, but we don't have to yield to it. Amen? Uh-huh. Because the Bible says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen? The weapon may form, but it won't prosper here. Oh, no. Mm-mm. So we can know that Christ's church can change everything. In Mark 9.23, the B clause says, Everything is possible for the one who believes. God say everything is possible. Everything is possible. And the only thing we got to do is just believe. How many people believe that Christ can do it? Oh, yes. Yes. If Christ saved you, can he save your child? If Christ saved you, can he save your children? If Christ healed your body, can he heal your children's body? Amen. If Christ provided for you, can he provide for your children? And the only thing we got to do is take the word of God and not just be heroes, but walk it out, walk it out, walk it out, walk it out. Walk out that word. Walk it out to it manifest. I don't care how long it takes. It can take three seconds. It can take three minutes. It can take three hours. He can take three months. He can take three years. He can take 30 years. It don't matter. But I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe God to do just what he said that he would do. Amen. How many believers? How many believers? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ's touch, the third takeaway. Christ's touch can keep us. Amen. We can't keep ourselves. Know that we need him. We need God. We need our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We need him. We need him.
I remember years and years ago, I was walking on campus and something dropped in my spirit, a word dropped in my spirit. And the Lord told me, he said, let me say this to you. He said that don't be so codependent on no man or woman that you can't live independently without them. And I'm talking to some mother today. Don't be so codependent on any man or any woman that you can't live independently without them. The only person I want you to be so codependent on is me. Because you can't live independently without me. You can't breathe without me. You can't move without me. You can't live without me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I said, thank you, Lord. Because I can't keep myself. I need a keeper. And you know, God will keep you, but you got to want to be kept. You got to want to be kept. God will keep you, but you got to want to be kept. Amen. So Christ's touch keeps us. We can't keep ourselves knowing that we need him. We didn't save ourselves. Therefore, we absolutely cannot keep ourselves. There's a lot of people that they can keep themselves through their monies, through their possessions, through their relationship. No, no, it's only Christ. You need the touch of Christ. You need Christ's touch each and every day. Hallelujah. Just one touch. A mother's touch can change everything. In Psalms 12, in Psalms 121, verse 7, it says, The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. Hallelujah. We heard on today a mother's touch. We heard of the story of Naomi and Ruth. What a beautiful model relationship of a mother and a daughter-in-law for family matters. Beautiful relationship, wonderful. Uh, go back and read, only look four little chapters, four little chapters. Go back and read that story, we bless you. Then we heard about a mother's touch. Let's go back to the basics, mothers. Let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to actually cooking for our children and our teenagers and, and cleaning, cleaning for our children and our teenagers and, and going back to caring for them properly. And then we heard of that ultimate touch, Christ's touch. And that's for everybody. That's for a father. That's for a mother. That's for a young adult or child. That's for everybody. Everybody needs Christ's touch. So today as we stand, a mother's touch. There is a wonderful song by Brian Courtney Wilson. Listen to these words. Listen to these words. All I need is a touch from you. No one else can do the things you do. Take the wrong in my life and make it right. All I need is a touch from you. Lord, I'm standing in the need of prayer. When I call you, Lord, I know you'll be there. Reach your hand down from heaven. Pull me through. How many people need to be pulled through? Hallelujah. Just a simple prayer. Pull me through. 
All I need is a single touch, a touch from the master. All I need is a touch from you. Mother's touch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Touch from you, Lord. Can you worship God a little bit? No one else can do the things. It's a touch from you, Lord. Take the road. Thank you, Lord. And make it all right. All you need. Even me. All I need is the touch from you. Can you raise your hand as a surrender to the Lord? Oh, yeah. All you need. Somebody needs to be touched. Yes. Yes, Lord. He sees you. All I need is a touch from you. Mother's Day, and you heard the message. You heard the message of the story of Naomi and Ruth. And you heard what it really needs. Just the three basics for a mother's touch. You're coming to the altar, but I want to make a special appeal also. Just come if you like. It's just the altar. Remember the scripture. And we believe when you come into the altar, you're walking out by faith. Praise God, praise God, praise God. But today, mothers, if there's any mothers here today and mothers that have children, want to say a special prayer over these mothers that have children from the ages of zero to 19, will you please come to the altar? Come and join these people that's at the altar. We want to say a special prayer over you. There's so much that's happening in our society today. And mothers, 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 I know that you're faced with a lot. There's a lot of single mothers. There's a lot of mothers with multiple children. There's a lot of mother, mothers that's raising grandchildren. Yes, raising grandchildren. Thank you for the altar. The altar, the altar. The altar shows that you have stepped out by faith. You have heard the word of God. You have heard the word of God. Hallelujah. And you want to touch if there is a clergy female and you have out, you have the anointing oil, can you anoint as many people as you can today? Is it all right, mothers, if they touch you today? Is it all right if they touch you? The anointing represents, hallelujah, breaking the yoke, hallelujah, breaking strongholds, yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else that want to come before we close the altar out? Anyone else that want to come before we close the altar out? 
I wish I can touch every last one of you. I wish to, but you know what? The best touch you got right now, not my hands, but the hands of God. Can you raise your hand? Can you raise your hand? Bow your heads. Don't look at me. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. God knows exactly what you need right now. He'll meet you. He'll meet you where you are, mothers. He'll meet you in your place of discontentment with your child. He'll meet you in a place where relationships has been disturbed. And he'll meet you there. I believe in the name of Jesus, there may be some mother's children need to return home. Hallelujah. Help me pray, audience. Help me pray. Yes. Hallelujah. Ah, knowing that I want to give this back to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All my children, all my children, all my hurts, all my disappointments. Hallelujah. I'm casting it back on you today, God, this day. Let us pray. I think everybody has been anointed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray, 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 pray. Just thank God. Turn those petitions into your praise for the Lord. Say, God, I thank you, knowing that all things work together for good, for them that love the Lord, for them that are called according to his purpose. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, as these mothers, as, as these grandmothers and have came to the altar, the horn of the altar, Lord, they're grabbing onto you, Lord, knowing they need a touch from you, Lord. Reassure them, God, that you are the high priest and you can be touched with the feelings of their infirmities. God, you know their down settings. You know if they're uprising. You know their thoughts from afar. You know every situation, every circumstance, every household that's represented on today. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, if that child or those children need salvation and that mother has given the word and that mother is standing and declaring and creed that their children are saved in Jesus' name, hallelujah, let her know. No matter how long the manifestation comes, they're going to still believe. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, if there's any healing that needs to take place, any relationships that need to be reconciled in the name of Jesus, I say, God, in the name of Jesus, put that broken relationship back together. Huh. Let that mother reach out and touch that child. And let that mother say, I love you. I care for you, but God loves you best. Father, provide, provide, provide for that mother, Lord. You said you're going to supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory that's in Christ Jesus. So God, we thank you in advance how your word, how your word, how the mother's touch word is working now in the hearts and in the minds and in the spirit of children everywhere God so God we thank you in advance we praise you we love you we glorify your holy name yes Lord you are a high priest hallelujah and we thank you Lord in Jesus name we pray amen 
Amen, amen. God bless your mothers. Hallelujah. And if there's anyone that want to join the church, anyone that want to commit their lives unto the Lord, we have elders in the back and just see them. And you can see them to give your life unto the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. See them if you want to join the church. We praise you. We thank you. Uh, we glorify each and every one here in person on today. Again, we say happy Mother's Day. And don't forget, as we close out and we turn it over to Pastor Jackson, he will probably reiterate this, but we want to, you to remember our $7 consecration offering for our vision, $1 a day. And God, let's praise God because when we go down Atlas Road, up and down Atlas Road, can you see the vision coming to manifestation? where we're now excavating the land on my right for our senior citizen, also for our workforce housing, and we're gonna be breaking ground soon with our youth zone. So let's praise God one more time as we receive our senior pastor, Daryl Jackson. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Let us celebrate our associate pastor. What a beautiful service, amen. Thank you so much to our associate pastor Willie Mae Jackson for such a beautiful you may be seated for one moment beautiful Mother's Day message amen to Elder Lovey Watts who presided let's give God a hand of praise for her amen to our very special soloist our very own sister Renicia let's celebrate Renicia our worship and arts ministry in this month. And I wanted to stand to say a very special happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. I want to salute our church mothers, the mothers of Zion. Would you help me and join in with me in celebrating all of those godly mothers of Zion? Come on, give God a hand of praise. Amen. All the mothers sitting in the mother section. Mother Janae Wiggins, Mother Theonita Wiggins, and Mother Janie Jackson. All of the mothers over just an inside joke. Amen. Thank God for the mothers that are here. And I want to say a very special thank you. Allow me to do this to my own mother, Mother Janie Jackson, who is my mother, my mentor, my inspiration. Mother, I'm not going to ask you to stand again, but if y'all would just help me celebrate and stand and celebrate the founding first lady of this church, Mother Janie Jackson. Then while you're standing, the mother of my children, my wife, who brought a powerful message, amen, to all of you. Amen. You can remain standing. Amen. We thank you so much. And to those of you that are joining us virtually, thank you for joining us on this very special day. The last two years have been very challenging. I think this is the first in-person Mother's Day service we've had since 2019. Amen. But God is still God and God is still good. Amen. How many of you are glad to be back in the house of the Lord? One more time. Amen. Join us next Sunday as we continue the Family Matters series. Join us on Tuesday night. Very special Tuesday night service for you. We, we encourage you to go and spend time with your mother. If your mothers are not here, then thank God 
for the memory. I will leave you with this. I often say to those who've lost loved ones and those who've lost a mother, what I've learned in my personal life in losing a father is not to run away from the pain, but embrace the pain. Because here's what pain does. It reminds you of how special the relationship was. If your mother isn't here and you're hurting right now, that means you had a very special relationship. Amen. And you should thank God for that. And so let's give God a hand of praise for all the mothers that have gone on to Zion. Come on, embrace the pain. Amen. Yeah. Our worship and arts minister is going to come and take us out with a song uh, as we leave. And we offer the benediction. But thank you for being a part of this service. Thank you for all of your wonderful faithfulness. Just remember that God is still in charge. A mother's touch. A, all of us have been touched by a mother and all of us have been and should be touched by our high priest. Amen. Amen. Worship and arts ministry. Amen. Come on, give us a song of praise. Amen. Clap your hands. Stump your feet. Come, come. Everybody, come on, clap those hands. Deacon Lumpkin, so good to see you, man. Bless. Come on. All the blessed folk. Come on, everybody. Lift those hands. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, may he rest with us, may he abide with us, may he keep us in all of our ways until we meet again and everyone that's blessed and all the blessed folk say amen. Amen. Come on, celebrate with the choir. Clap those hands. God bless you. Yeah, yeah. Everybody say
we like to take the time to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. Now, for additional announcements and for more information, be sure to head over to our website. That's bwcar.org.